You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 49 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. BrandonRendiniFitness.com. Fitness and lifestyle go hand in hand. I'm your host, Christian, alongside my co-host, Chris. And Stack Guy Ryan. What up? How you guys doing? Great. Not good. Chris is pissy today. I am pissy. Why shouldn't I be? I don't know. Why should you be? Oh, let's do another podcast after uh, the Yankees played 18 innings since our last one. Okay. Because this weather is a piece of shit. That's what it is. Podcast over. Chris doesn't want to have one today, so we're done. Just saying. Actually, we have a guest on today, Mark Salino, the CEO and founder of Statement Games. Head to StatementGames.com. Check out what that's all about. It's a new look on fantasy sports. Uh, You might have seen some tweets from us. From them, we've uh, entered into a partnership with them. Here's what I like about Statement Games, real quick. Nothing, hate it, hate (laughs) it, never never played it, hate it. Here's what I like about Statement Games. I'm someone who used to do like fantasy football and everything, but to be honest, it completely does not grasp my attention. I'm just not a fantasy guy, but I do like to gamble. You know, like, uh, you ever do prop bets? Yeah. For the Super Bowl? Yeah, everybody knows you know, what coin toss, blah, blah, blah. Not everyone. Not everyone does. Not everyone's as intelligent as the almighty Christian Hesenius. Don't say my last name on this show. Uh, <laughs> but that's why I love statement games because I feel like I'm actually going on and, and making some prop bets, but really I'm compiling them and, and I actually won a tournament. Did you? Have you won a tournament yet? I don't know. Honestly, to be honest with you, I played a few times and I never checked the results. <laughs> no, you'd get an email though. You'd oh, would email. I? Yeah. I gave him a fake email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, before this partnership ends, because I'm trying to be funny here. Uh, Christian Desenius <laughs> gave us a fake email. He's, he's encouraging their listeners to give fake emails. Now, if you sign up for Statement Games, give a, a real you email. Can. You have to confirm your email, so you it's can't one, give a fake one yeah. unless – unless. Uh, I think I gave him C. Hesenius at WPUNJ.edu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you want to break down the, the whole two games they played since their last pod? Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, let's see. Yankees won. They beat the Orioles. Big deal. They beat him in two games. I wanted to see what they were going to do in four. Even if they played today, I would have been impressed because they were they were about to sweep. Well, and you know they were on the brink of a what sweep. What are you going to do, bro? You act but like now, there's but, some. But you act like there's some control where there's a switch that nobody can reach and just like turn off the rain. There's just nothing do you, you can believe do. in God? Do you personally believe in God? Do you want to really open this can of worms up on pray, this podcast right now? Pray that the weather. We'll start getting better. And how do you know it's not? 
there's no end in sight to this. Uh, here's the funny part. You see people tweeting like, why didn't they, they spent a billion dollars on the stadium. Why didn't they put a retractable roof on it? I agree 100%. Do you know all the rainouts have occurred on the road? So your retractable roof statement means oh, absolutely oh, oh. nothing. Oh, they're talking about the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> I thought someone tweeted it about Camden Yards. No. Uh, I think every new stadium that was built over the last five, six years, I know Ryan agrees with it and said it also. I think they should have be should have been built with some type of retractable roof. That's great. You paying for it? Uh, Major League Baseball should. Oh yeah. Yeah. You want to know why? Because they want to talk about uh, you know, people watching the games and this and that and growing baseball. A, the first complaint is that the season's too long. Correct. Isn't that everyone's first complaint? It's not my complaint. No, because you're a true baseball fan. I'm talking about who they're looking to cater to, right? So the second complaint is what? That the game's too long. Everything's about it being extended. With all these rainouts, all it does is extend an already long season. It so extend major- the season. They're playing doubleheaders. It's not like the games are getting tacked on at the end of the season. Uh, sometimes they do. In a rare instance, if like the last game of the year gets rained out. It doesn't matter. It's still, it's a hiccup in the game that doesn't need any hiccups. There's a game that's played outside. So yeah, the weather will come into uh, factors. Does at some weather, weather very rarely becomes a factor in the NFL. Because correct? they play through rain. Right. So that's different. So you want baseball to play? No, I don't want now? to. No, I want them to have retractable roofs. All right. So start, get a job and start paying for them then. <laughs> How about Major League Baseball? Aren't they the, the the richest sport in the entire world? Well, if a retractable roof costs five hundred million dollars, no, and they I'm put not. A- but I'm not saying it has to be this this huge thing that like uh, the Houston Astros have. So do you want you Homer Simpson to build it with popsicle sticks? I mean, come on now. No, I all you got to do is, it. You got to do it the right way. You that's can't- not true though. There can be a less expensive alternative. If you took a bargain basement contractor and and he's like, yeah, I'll do it for seventy grand. Would you would you feel comfortable going to that stadium? The fucking thing would fall on top of you. Yeah. Come on, there's got to be something. It's 2018. All right, there's so not you- something that can be placed retract at a at a. Oh my god! All right, so here's what you at do at a good price. Here's what you do: you get a giant tarp. Yes, and when it rains, you just nail it to the top of the stadium. No, yes. how about you have brackets you- at the outside of the stadiums, right? With that's going to look sexy with a big giant blue tarp hanging over. You know what's going to look? You know what's going to look less sexy? Uh, no one in the stands because the game's canceled. That's what looks less sexy. You can come up with something. It doesn't have to be some friggin' oh, you don't even want to know what I was gonna say. It doesn't have to be some some tarp that has like a hole in it where you feel like you're, you know Underneath a pool in the yeah, winter time. Come on. But it's got it could there there's gotta be a less expensive alternative to what some of these stadiums already have right now. It's still gonna cost money. Yeah. And the teams don't want to put the money into it that already have the stadiums. It shouldn't be built. the teams. I get, how many times do I have to say that? All right, so, all Major right. League Baseball should should look at this as something that they need to to jump well, in. You're on Christopher here. David Stacy Jr., the Almighty. So why don't you I'm actually not a junior technically? So why don't so. you just go call Rob Manfred up? And, I would never uh, and, speak to that and, piece of shit. <laughs> I hate him. I, I hate his guts. I'll never speak to him. What did he do to you? I think he's he's all he's looking to do is ruin baseball. 
Okay. With everything that he says. Why? Because he's got robot umpires? I'm telling you right now, this this man is ruining the sport. And he, and he wants to ban the shift? Yep. Okay. No, I actually... Uh, I, I always wanted them to ban the shift. But now that he wants to do it, against it. All right. <clears throat> Yankees win on Friday night. I'm done talking to you about yeah, this. Sorry. Yankees win on Friday. It was a Friday, right? Friday night, 4-1. to one. Uh, we got to talk about your boy, Sonny Gray. Six innings or one run ball. Do you take anything from that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. When I evaluate a pitching performance from a guy like Sonny Gray, you can't just you can't just walk away from it and say, "Yeah, he was good. That was great. He's back on the right track." Because clearly, when he has good starts, it doesn't mean anything, right? Because he does it, and then he's back to being worse than he was before. So you got to look a little bit deeper than just saying, yeah, Sonny Gray was pretty good. Here's how I dissected his outing. When he started that game, he was laboring big time. He gave up a first inning home run, correct? Yes. <clears throat> then he had, what, was he in a bases loaded jam in, this, in the second that he got out of? I don't know. I don't think they had the bases I think loaded. they might have a couple runners in scoring I think position. He had a runner. I think it was a leadoff double that he worked around. Regardless, at the end of two innings, I mean, you texted me. You guys were both saying, good job. No, it wasn't. He's at 44 pitches or something after two innings against the worst offense in Major League Baseball with a team who really needs a starter to go deep into a game. He labored. That's not a good job. I'd rather you give up a couple runs, but... But get some outs on less pitches. Are you stupid? You would rather him give up four Excuse runs me. in that inning? Excuse me. Did they not win four to one? So if he gives up four runs in I that inning. I didn't say four runs. You I said a couple of runs. Excuse me. I said I'd rather a pitcher give up a couple runs. I'm not necessarily speaking on that particular instance. I said I'd rather a pitcher give up a couple runs but eat innings at this point for this team. Because the offense is going to score five runs a game. Sonny you don't Gray know nipped. that. You don't know that they're going to. I'm not saying that I do, but more times than not, they do. And they need guys to go deeper into they games. They do, but I would rather not give up the runs if you can avoid it. His next no two shit. innings. His no next... shit. But, if it, but at the expense of 50 pitches in two innings. He still gave you six innings, so how did you know he wasn't going to settle Excuse down? Excuse me, but I'm not, I didn't get Which to my did. point yet. But I didn't get to my point yet. Go ahead, make it. My you're... point was, when I break this game down, I look at those first couple innings and say, he's shit. But what did he do? He honed it in. He found a good pace again. And Sonny Gray became extremely effective. He didn't walk anybody. No. And that's what I took away from it. That's what I take away more than just saying he had a good start. Six innings, four hits, one run, run six strikeouts on 90 pitches. Sonny I don't care Gray. who he's. I don't care who it's against. That's a good performance. Yeah. Did you see my stat that I put out there? What? It was the last time since... A- since the last time you wiped your ass that he didn't walk anybody? <laughs> First time he's thrown six or more innings without walking someone. Let me just say this, fans, because you guys don't know. And I, I'm sitting since re- August of 2015. Since, since I'm sitting relatively close to Chris, he doesn't wipe his ass very often. Yeah, neither do you. I absolutely do. I'm very clean. No, you're not. You're not. Huh. So. Re- repeating an insult is because you don't have a better one to come back with. You, you, you meant- my brain's fried, so yeah, okay, fine with me. My brain is on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so Yankees win four to one on on a Friday night. Offense does does enough, scores four runs. Judge hits a home run, continues to torment the Orioles. 
We turn the page. We go to last night. Uh, last night, the Yankees win 8-5. to five. We're recording. We set a recording time up for to be Sunday, uh, Sunday night at 6, figuring we could get this whole series in. But, you know, Mother Nature had other plans. Again, Yankees fold down one nothing in the first inning. Um, Tanaka gives up a home run to Adam Jones, and then the offense comes back. Pair of two run home runs from Stanton and Andujar, and the Yankees uh, they end up winning the game eight to five. But Tanaka gives up three home runs for uh, four total over five and a third innings. Uh, he's he continues to be a giant enigma in this rotation. Not really. Not really. <laughs> okay, explain to me first. A, do you know what the word enigma means? No. <laughs> Question mark. Do you want it? Do you want to explain it to him or did it? mystery? Yeah, yeah. Question mark. Okay, that's what I said. Well, but not really anymore. You know what he is. You know what he is, right? Yeah, he's a guy that's wildly inconsistent. Yeah. So, so that so what I like about Tanaka now is let's throw out the fact that he's ever going to be an ace, right? He has ace stuff when he's on, but let's throw it out the window. He's never going to be an ace. He's never going to be consistently dominant. He might go through a little hot streak at towards the end of the year, but what you're going to get out of him is a guy who is probably going to give up four runs a game, give you six innings pitched if you're lucky, maybe seven on, on a good night, give up a few home runs in that game. But what has Tanaka done in his last eight starts? He's gone five and zero with a what four point one seven? I think it said. I believe he leads the team in run support. I think the Yankees are averaging over seven runs a game for him. Well, here's what I say to that: it goes right back to to when we talk about Sonny Gray. We don't need Sonny Gray to be great. We need him to be good. When these guys are dismal, that's when the team loses. But if they can be good with this offense, you can Tanaka has shown you can pitch to a four ERA over your last eight starts and go five and zero. Oh. And what is uh, Jacob Degrom? What's his ERA in his last? We'll eight get starts? to that later because I want to bring something. Okay, up. good. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, you know, Yanks win another one eight five. The Orioles tried to, tried and did give this game away. They had three errors in the sixth inning, which led to two Yankee runs, which. You know, kind of salted the game away for the Yankees. They were up, you know, they gave up a couple runs, 6-4, but you felt that even at that point, Tanaka's out of the game going to the pen that maybe the Orioles had mounted their last charge at that point. Um, so the Yankees win. They're now 20 games over 500. Not bad for a team that was 9-9 nine and nine and uh, they wanted to run the manager and everybody else out of town. I said it. Uh, first 18 games, they lost nine, nine of them. Their last, what, 36 games now, they've only lost eight. It's crazy. It's a, they've, they've done a phenomenal, it's the first, uh, earliest in the season. They've been in 20 games over since 98, correct? Yeah. Um, just a good job. The Red Sox don't go away. I mean, they lost a couple nah. games to Houston, but Depending on what Yankees have a higher winning percentage, I don't. Uh, so technically they're in first place, but not really. It's very confusing because now the Red Sox have played at. They're playing tonight, right? They're playing Houston tonight. Yeah. 
At the completion of that game, the Red Sox will have six more games played than the Yankees. You owe me a fucking apology, by the way. For what? Because you jumped down my throat the other day when I was tweeting that I was my mind was blown. I'd never seen it. And I'm going to call Katie Sharp out here. I don't think this happened this year when the Yankees had the best record in baseball. She said it happened at another point in time. This never happened. Did you hear that sound? That was the sound of a burnt bridge. Nah. Nah, me and Katie are tight. Yeah. We we're allowed to go at each other like this. Oh yeah, you got that. You got we're that tight from her. Like she's that, like, man. She's like, Oh yeah, you can yell at me anytime you want. Yeah, we're tight. Oh yeah. BFF. Yeah, right. Um We wouldn't be surprised if this account is blocked tomorrow. <laughs> uh but you know what I wanted to tell you? What? In in all seriousness. You know what word I used correctly for the first time yesterday? What? Guess. Lackadaisical? Yep. It was awful. Hated it. Go back to old way. I'm going to. Anyone who just started listening to this, I thought it, always thought it was lackadaisical. Uh, me and Christian got into a huge fight over it, and it's lackadaisical. But it doesn't have to be explained to regular people that the word is lackadaisical. So you know what you just did? Any person who was like me and like a lot of other people out there listening to this, hopefully they just shut off the, the podcast. I hope so, too. And they said, oh, I'm not good enough. For Christian, because I did think it was lackadaisical. But anyway, let me get to if my they're point. as stupid as you are, <laughs> Adam Jones. Did you ever think he was this kind of player? the The Orioles are completely out of this thing, and Adam Jones looks like a completely different ball player. It looks like he doesn't even. It looks like he's sleeping in between yeah, they, pitches. They all really showed their right? colors that inning. I mean, this team just. It's, and they're not even on paper. You said this, right? Mm-hmm. They're not that bad. No, if you look at their lineup, you'd be surprised that they can't score runs. I mean, yeah. Chris Davis is non-existent. It, it's it was actually have fun tough another to watch. five years of that. Oof. It was tough to watch five years and how much money? A lot. And and probably owed another hundred million dollars. I that think contract. they said about a hundred million. Crazy. He just strikes out. He just goes up there. With I've never. Bro, a team that's got Adam Jones, Manny Machado, yeah. Trey Mancini, John Mark Scott. Trumbo. Mark, I've yeah. never seen. That's a good lineup. Yeah, they're really not bad. Some all stars in that. And lineup. now they're talking about they want to add hand, possibly add Hanley. Yeah, yeah which which, which Buck will love that. But like honestly, they would they would hate each other. Well, wasn't there some all. connection with Hanley? Someone who works for the Orioles yeah, now I was think wor- so. their GM is the one that traded for him when he was a GM in. Uh, Boston, Boston or the team yeah. president or something. But here's my thing with it, right? They have three first basemen already, right? And I they think... have 17 wins. What's the <laughs> point of adding anything that's right? not a prospect at this point? Call up your young guys. Get rid of all yeah. these old vets that clearly couldn't work. They had a window. It's closed. Don't know. I said Don't care. I said to my brother, "It's I'm not comparing them uh as far as success goes, because as bad as a Yankee lineup could have been, they still put out a winning season. But don't the Orioles right now kind of remind you of the post-2009 Yankees, where like they had their window, the Yankees capitalized on it, but the Orioles had their window, and now it's closing rapidly, and you have all these old guys with these big contracts just sitting there not producing anymore? I mean, that's kind of what it is. So, so why would you add Hanley at this point? 
It's their problem, not mine. Is that like an Ellsbury move? It's like an L O Ellsbury move. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares about Hanley Ramirez? Who cares about the Orioles? Well, we got to talk about something. Well, I got... I'm getting sick of talking about how good the fucking Yankees are. All they right, win. So they win every day. Yankees right. should start. We uh, played today. <laughs> we win today. They should start wearing their pinstripes. I think on the road because <laughs> that's it. Basically, every single game. Every on the game road sounds, sounds like, like a Yankee, Yankee game. All right, baby. so you know, let's hope they win. They lose ten in a row this week. Then, so you have something to talk kid, about. I'm only kidding, man. Yeah. All right, seriously, I love this team right now. Do you? They win. What's not to love? Yeah, I agree. All right, so there's really not much to talk about. Other than uh, Andujar with another home run last night, I basically, what is it going to take this for Brandon Drury to see the major leagues? This I year? said to you because Michael K was like, you know, you got Drury red hot down in AAA, but until Andujar stops hitting, no. At this point, Andujar can go O for his next fifty. He's no longer blocking Drury. Leads leads all rookies with extra base hits. Yeah, he yeah. Leads, I don't know he about the entire for, team. I don't know about O yeah. for fifty, bro. He might. All see. I'm saying is he's not blocking Drury anymore. Drury is being blocked by someone else at this point. He needs to find a different way to make his way back up to Major League Baseball. So what I mean by that is. Start fielding another position because you're not playing third base for the. Oh, Yankees. he's not playing second base for the Yankees. He's not playing first base for the Yankees. He's not playing shortstop for the Yankees. See ya. He's not playing outfield for the Yankees. See ya. I'm not sure he's catching for the Yankees either. So unless he can, who's start- the one who said the Yankees uh, shouldn't give a shit about Drury and they probably don't? This guy right here. I'm sure that 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 guy's wasting away in in Triple I could see Drury. Uh, maybe next year he'll have uh, Neil Walker's role this year because Walker's on a one year deal. Think he's too good for that though. Yeah. So, but if so you can't move him you move and him? you have him under control, yeah, you should move him definitely. But if they can't get something worth worth it, then you could you see can him package in, in him Walker's in a, role. You could make a deal a lot sweeter by yeah. adding Drury yeah, to he's, it. He's where like you the cherry on able, top of a deal. You should be able to get rid of him. And, and I agree. But as like a as like a cherry on top, yeah. you know, like a little cherry. Uh, Look, we're not going to give cream. you. We're not going to give you blah blah blah. But you know what? We'll throw in Brandon Drury for you. Yay! Guys, I get Brandon Drury now. He Yay. gets migraines all the time and blurred vision. But when he wears the yellow sunglasses, guy can hit. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Let's move along here. Uh, let's get to our interview here with Mark Salino of Statement Games. Uh, like we said earlier in the show, we've uh, we've entered into a partnership with Statement Games. Statement Games is a new way to uh, do fantasy sports. Chris and I have both tried it out. I've I actually like it. It's something different, especially if you're not just into the four major sports. I know they have uh, they have WWE contests on when they have big shows. Uh, they, they might. I don't know if I've seen that they have a NASCAR one as well. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've seen that, but they, it's not just limited to the four major sports. So it's pretty cool that you can go out there and you just make wagers, basically. I'm like, like uh, Mark's going to explain in the interview. Like, uh, you think Tanaka is going to give up three and a half runs or less in his uh, in his start, or right. is Stan going to hit have one and a half or more hits in his start? So you can, you know, it's fun and it gives you a different perspective on fantasy sports. So why don't we cut into that right now? Our interview with Mark Salino, the CEO of Statement Games. All right, Chris and Christian here of NYY Sports Talk. I'm with Mark Salino of Statement Games. Mark, how you doing today? 
I'm doing all right, guys. Appreciate you taking a few minutes and having me on. I think you guys do a great job, so uh, keep up the good work. All right, thanks, Mark. Uh, we've entered into a partnership here with Statement Games, but I don't know how many of our fans actually know what Statement Games is. Why don't you just take a quick second and uh, tell our audience how it works, how they can play, just a basic rundown of what Statement Games is. Yeah, sure, no problem. We'll give a little uh, quick synopsis of, uh, of what the game actually is, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So Statement Games, uh, it, it's an online game, uh, so you can actually find us on www statementgames.com um, it's compatible on mobile devices uh, tablets as well as a traditional desktop or PC and, and really what we actually have is just a fun, simple uh, free to play different take on fantasy sports uh, so of course this is a Yankee podcast I'll go ahead and utilize a Yankee example but uh, people will come in and play our game um, hence the name Statement Games they are playing a game in which they draft statements um, instead of players. So it's a little bit of a different take on fantasy sports. So, for example, the Yankees got a pretty cool upcoming series against the Mets later on this week. Uh, I believe the first game we actually have, uh, I believe it's the DeGrom versus Tanaka. So I present the end user with a list of statements that pertains to a specific sporting event. In this case, it's the uh, Mets versus the Yankees. And, uh, you know, some of the statements could actually be in the form of, okay, you know, a Tanaka over or under seven and a half strikeouts. The New York Yankees over or under uh, eight and a half hits for that specific game here. The New York Mets relief pitching staff will have over or under 3.1 uh, innings pitched. Um, so they're all different outcomes or, or statements or props that relate to that game. The end user picks 10 of them. They rank them from 10 to 1. So in the game, if their number 10 statement becomes correct, they get 10 points. If 9 through 1 are incorrect, well, now they just have a total of 10 points. They play in leagues of anywhere between 8 to 12 people. The person with the most points at the end of uh, that Yankee Met game uh, wins. And the, the the great part about it, too, is that I, I've actually played a, an NFL game. I think it was a Patriots game. I know nothing about the NFL, but because there's only 10 to 12 people per tournament, I won. I mean, I, I drafted some great statements, but I was able to win. So your odds of winning, correct me if I'm wrong, but your odds of winning are a lot higher on statement games than they would be, say, on, you know, doing a massive fan duel type uh, type tournament, correct? Yeah, and, and uh, the cool thing is we definitely we want to uh, combine like a variety of different elements from the likes of uh, you know the traditional daily fantasy sports players that are on the market today, but it also has elements of traditional uh, you know season long uh, whether it's baseball or, or football leagues, and it's just a simple it's a little bit of a different twist on uh, on fantasy sports. One of the biggest challenges that we had or saw within the industry when I first started the company is that. Hey, you know what? Uh, fantasy sports is a one. It's a, it's a big industry, uh, but if you take a look at it, the the amount of products that have been, uh, I guess, evolved uh, since the fantasy boom has has really, you know, it just hasn't been there. Uh, it's really kind of like been a form or a combination of the same types of games that you play over and over again. So this is just like a little bit of a uh, of a different twist. Uh, right now, um, you know, it's a, it's a free to play model. So people actually need, uh, you know, coins to enter into these tournaments. But the good thing is just by registering and setting up an account, I give you 60 free coins just for, for, for checking it out. 
Um, so it's not like there's any cost or ongoing obligations to uh, participate and play in these tournaments. Um, and then, uh, hey, you know what? Although it's a free-to-play model here, there's some pretty cool experiences and prizes that you could win um, should you perform well with, uh, within the within the system itself here. For example, uh, Amex gift cards or, hey, you know what? If you perform well enough, you have maybe even a pair of Yankee tickets. I'm with uh, Mark Salino of Statement Games. You can find them at uh, statementgames.com. Mark, next question here kind of pertains to where you got the idea to start Statement Games. Did it come from a love of sports? Uh, Were you a gambling guy growing up? Uh, Did you maybe foresee that sports gambling was going to have such a a big future in this, at least in this area, Soon, where did you kind of find the inspiration to start Statement Games? <laughs> Ironically enough, a, a version of Statement Games is uh, is something that I've been playing since I was a kid. So, uh, make a long story short here, every single year growing up uh, on Long Island, I had family up in the Boston area. We used to travel up to Boston for uh, for Thanksgiving. Every Mark, you're going to get booed Yeah, now, you're going to get booed, man. You can't say Boston <laughs> on a Yankee podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you well, went to New York. You went point, to New- the point of the story <laughs> is that because you know I really didn't have any interest in Boston sports, and that we were going up there for Thanksgiving. My father tried to kind of get me and my brother um, involved with and, and interested in uh, things that are other than New York sports related. So every single year, the Lions would actually play somebody on Thanksgiving. I remember the first time I actually played pretty, pretty vividly. Um, the Detroit Lions were actually playing the Chicago Bears. And, uh, you know, basically to shut all the kids up, my father would hand out all, uh, me and my brother and my cousins, kind of like, you know, a dollar. And he round all the family members up into, uh, you know, groups. And uh, he'd literally start asking, you know, some questions such as, you know, you know at the time it was, Barry Sanders over or under 100 yards. Uh, Herman Moore over or under X amount of completions for a day. I actually remember pretty that uh, Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback of the Bears uh, the first time that we played. So there were props or statements that uh, related to his performance in that game. Uh, you picked a whole bunch of questions. You sat down. You watched the uh, you watched the game. And uh, as a kid, you know whoever had the most questions right at the end of that game, um, you know won. So. This is going back to like 1988. <laughs> We've been playing like a version of that and within the family for a variety of different years. Uh, my background is in digital advertising and marketing. Um, I had a pretty extensive background and uh, worked with a lot of different games and, uh, and providers. So I just said, hey, you know what? I've been sitting on this family concept for a number of years. Uh, if I didn't take a shot on something like this uh, sooner rather than later, I'd probably regret it. So in October of 2016, I've uh, left the corporate background and uh, pursued this full time. That's a pretty good story, man. Yeah, I thought you were going. I thought <laughs> we were going to get like I, a uh, yeah, I like sports. Give me an and... opportunity just to you know <laughs> <laughs> state my claim here. I, I knew that there was going to be uh, some light at the uh, end of the tunnel here. I wasn't going down <laughs> a Red Sox or a Boston road here. <laughs> All right, Mark. So uh, since. Statement games is wide ranging. I think you've got things that, you know, you got hockey, baseball, basketball, football. I've, I've even played, uh, there's a WrestleMania statement games on there. So there's a lot of different things to do on there. We have to ask, do you actually have a favorite sport or a team that you root for? Um, a, a 
mean, uh, I am, uh, um, first and foremost, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, I listened to the arguments all the time between my grandfather and my father, who was better Joe DiMaggio or Mickey Mantle. Uh, so I grew up uh, and still am a uh, avid and, and big Yankee fan. But I'm also uh, a pretty big New York Rangers and a New York Giants fan as well, personally. All right, Mark, to follow up uh, the sports question there, since you said you are a big Yankees fan, and this is a Yankees podcast, we got to ask, what do you think of the team so far this year? You know, what what's the prediction you might have for them as far as they can go in uh, the 2018 season? I mean, there's there's really nothing not to like about this team. It's uh, it's young, it's exciting. Um, I understand that there's a uh, a lot of things that could happen between now and the end of the year. Um, I listen to he- I listen to and hear all the uh, different rumors that are out there about potentially picking up another starting pitcher here. But hey, I I like the team. Uh, it, it's fun. Um, I mean, uh, this you couldn't you know ask for a better prospect in uh, in Torres. So it's just a fun, enjoyable team. It just seems like everybody, uh, you know, is able to come together in the clutch. Uh, you know, just going back to that last game against Houston with Gardner, uh, you know, hitting that uh, game-tying home run in the ninth and then winning in an extra innings. It just seems like things like that happen every single night with this team. So it's it's kind of like must-watch TV. I'm excited, and uh, in terms of my prediction for the team, um, hey, look, you know, uh, I, am a, I am a fan, but putting a realistic cap on and looking at it from an unbiased sports perspective. Hey, there's no reason as to why this, uh, this team can't take the whole thing here. And, uh, I guess my prediction is for them to, uh, to take it. All right, Mark, we thank you for coming on, giving us some of your time. Founder and CEO of statementgames.com, Mark Salino. Find them on Twitter as well, at Statement Games. Mark, you have any uh, promos, any specials, any promo codes that some of our listeners can go uh, maybe sign up for a special tournament or something you want to promote here uh, if someone signs up for Statement Games? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, hey, you know, it's just www.statementgames.com. Um, we are a, a, a new service, so uh, any feedback that I can collect from your community would be greatly appreciated. I think they'll uh, enjoy and have fun with a new twist on fantasy sports. But in addition to that here, we're doing a lot of great things with uh, with you guys. Uh, you guys have been great and uh um, I guess providing content for us and actually giving our community members some inside scoop on your projections and analysis of, uh, analysis of what can take place in some of the, uh, upcoming Yankee games and series. And, uh, and don't forget, um, you know, in working with you guys, we want to show our appreciation to all the support that you've actually given us. So as of right now, we are running a ticket contest. So whether you check out Stanley Games or not, uh, anybody can participate in this. We're physically giving away two tickets to the Saturday, June 30th, Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees game. Uh, those seats are located in section 432, um, 40, oh, I'm sorry, 432A, row one, seats seven and eight. These seats are valued at over a hundred bucks per pop. Uh, we're giving them away to two lucky NYY uh, ST uh, listeners and to, uh, you know, potentially participate in that contest. All you need to do is take out your phone. And text NYYST to 1516-207-0905. That's NYYST 1516-207-0905. And we'll physically give away a pair of tickets. The winners are actually going to be announced on Wednesday, June 27th at 3 p.m. 
Um, so uh, you might want to just follow us on either Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And uh, the hashtag is just simply at Statement Games. And everyone listening to this right now, you can check our description. I'm going to throw in uh, throw in that number and what to text as well so you can enter the contest for uh, the pair of those tickets to Yankees-Red Sox. It's a Saturday night game, yeah. All right, Mark, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. We we are excited for this partnership to watch it flourish. We hope uh, for both of our sakes the Yankees keep winning winning ball games here because it's uh, it's definitely helpful for us for that, that they're irrelevant. So uh, we appreciate your time, Mark, and uh, hopefully we can have you on again sometime soon. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right, we're back here on episode 49 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, that was Mark Salino, the CEO of Statement Games. Definitely check out statementgames.com. You can win a pair of Yankee tickets for the Red Sox game on June 30th, so be on the lookout for that. Um, what I want to touch on here, since we have no actual games to really talk about, and we kind of did a shitty job recapping the, the two games, but, I mean, what do you want to say? There was two games, two rainouts. The Yankees beat a bad team. Sonny Gray didn't suck. Tanaka did. I mean, what else do you want to say? But here's why we really don't have to dissect those games. When you have a four-game set, either the Yankees are going to take three, split, or lose the series. And that's where you really... I don't care about two games. They sh- they better beat Baltimore the two games they played. Yeah, two game series because they're in the on. schedule at there's right. two game there's series. There's just nothing to really break down about them. Great, you won two games, win three. You were supposed to play four. What would they have done? Now now I'm let down. You know? I was hoping for a four game sweep. How about Jonathan Holder though? I don't sorry to cut away uh He came back down to earth a little bit last night, but he still did Why a great gave job. up a hit? Yeah, he gave up a hit. big hit. He hasn't done that. What did that with f- runners in scoring? Did it wasn't score? his run. It wasn't yeah, his yeah. run. No, but yeah. I told you yesterday that uh, it seems like him and He's Tommy Canely is swapped. Now, yeah, because I texted you. I was like, "Is Canely alive?" Because remember, I think the last pod or two ago, I I mentioned that he gave up three runs in his second appearance and then three runs in his third appearance. I think and both were against Baltimore. Since then, he hasn't allowed a run. Crazy. He's got a two eight four ERA. I think. Yeah, he's having a great year. Because Tommy Canely was kind of like the uh, the fire extinguisher last mm-hmm. year, right? He would be the first He'll guy get back there. He'll get back. Yeah, to you know, that. he was hurt, and uh, you know, he hasn't been sharp in his couple of appearances. So I don't really blame Boone for not throwing him into a pressure nah, a pressure situation right now. I thought he handled the bullpen in that in that uh, last. I'll game tell you what, well. anyone knocking Boone for the, I think he's doing a phenomenal job. I was kind of getting worried that Green hadn't pitched until May, but you know what? Maybe that was planned. I mean, maybe he looked at Chad Green and said, something seems off. Let's give him some time. Maybe he'll throw a couple bullpens. And Chad Green came out and looked like Chad mm-hmm. Green again. And then now D-Rob had a little hiatus for a couple days, and his curveball turned on the other day again. Yeah, I think he did allow I think another Boone's run. I think doing it. So now Batances needs a break because the other <laughs> night, I mean, Jesus, what did he do? Two walks and, and a hit by a pitch? Almost gave the game away. That I was call what, that the, the Eraldis Chapman. That was Friday night, right, where he tried to give the game away? Yeah, but he, but on. Boone made a great point in the post game. He said, you know what, you know what I take out of that? A couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, if Batances did that, they probably score five runs that inning. Yeah. But you know what? He kept his composure and he got out of the inning. So 
All right, so let's get on to something here that I feel like we started because I was bored on an off day, uh, and I kind of posed the question of what the Yankees would trade if Jacob DeGrom or Noah Syndergaard were available. And then on the next day in the Daily News, uh, the front page was Noah and uh, Jacob DeGrom in Yankee uniforms. And now it's like taking over like sports talk radio <laughs> and everything like, oh, well, the Yankees should go get Jacob DeGrom. I don't think it'll ever, 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 never. ever, ever happen because the Mets would never, never trade Jacob DeGrom to the Yankees. But it is fun to talk about. And somebody brought this up. Um, might have been Mike Francesa that said that if the Yankees called and said, we will give you Glaber Torres, the deal could get done. Someone said that? That's what Mike Francesa said. That was said. a source who no, said that? I think, no, Francesa says. <laughs> He was speculating. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna give Glaber, okay? <laughs> and then you're gonna get the Grom, okay? It's that easy. That's simple. Tony Brooklyn, go ahead. Because people, <laughs> what did I tell you? Up, somebody called up a show last week and was like, "Sunny Gray, Sunny <laughs> Gray, Hicks, Romine, and Clint Frazier <laughs> for Jacob Degrom." Okay. <laughs> you what? Thrown to knocker in there. The throw Met fans are li- the Met fans were literally setting City Field on fire last yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I know. Dumpster fire. But you, but imagine if that trade went down. Yeah, well, can you take our 230 hitter? Uh, our guy with a our 6 guy ERA. With a 7 ERA. And, yeah, and then we'll our just backup take, catcher. But he's hitting 350, but he's, you know. And we'll just take the Grom. Yeah, we'll, or whatever. We'll take him off your hands. It's a, it's not a problem. You guys are paying him a lot. Oh, wait. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Would you make that trade? Nope. Gla- if Glaber was in there? Never. Never in a million years. If you had to pick one player in the MLB to like feel bad for, it's got to be Jacob DeGrom. Because this is another thing. Going into the game last night, he pitched Saturday night. Jacob DeGrom, in his last seven starts, pitched to an 0.45 ERA. And the Mets were 2-5 and five in those seven games, which is almost impossible. Now they're 2-6. Yeah. and six. And they lost yeah. last night. He gave up, what, run, uh, one run over seven innings last night, and they lost that game too. I think he also worked out of a bases loaded, no out jam in that game. So, yeah, maybe you should just shut up and take Sonny Gray and Aaron Hicks and give us Jacob DeGrom because you're clearly wasting him. Oh, it's it, that if that you wind up, I know, just... I know that it would never happen, but could you imagine <coughs> if the Yankees were able to back up Sonny, uh, Sonny Gray, Jeez. Luis Severino with Jacob DeGrom? No. Oh. Imagine. I think Ryan just had a mini orgasm I there. Might have, I might have to go change <laughs> my pants. But that would be awesome. That was the creepiest thing ever said on this show. Well, you set me up for it, so. I agree. I did not set you up for anything in your pants. He had to say it. You're the host. That's true. (laughs) Uh, So absolutely not if Glaber is part of the deal. Even if the Yankees don't have to give up anything even remotely good else in the package. Nope. Is Jacob DeGrom a difference maker? Can the Yankees, would the Yankees be the hands down favorite in the World Series if they had Jacob DeGrom? Hands down. But. But can they win the World Series offensively without Gleyber Torres? Yes, they can. So making that trade does kind of make sense. No, it does not. All right. And here's why. Okay. The Yankees are better off keeping Gleyber Torres. And then winning a World Series with Jacob deGrom. Uh, and they can still win a World Series getting a lesser pitcher than Jacob deGrom to put into this rotation and to not ha- if the only way they could win the world series was to get a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom and add him to this team and 
the at the expense of Torres, then I'd say maybe it's a deal worth doing because that's the only way. But you can't sit here and tell me that you can't put a guy in this rotation like Cole Hamels and still be the favorite to win the World Series. Nothing's a lock in life except for death and taxes, and some people don't even pay those. But it would be almost it would be a lock if the Yankees put Jacob Degrom and Luis Severino together. Not when he gets hurt, and then Torres is gone and he's hurt, or not when not when uh, Degrom comes over here, or if aliens from, come and they probe pitching they from probe the NL East, and then all of a sudden he starts pitching to the AL East. I already pitched in the World Series, so I mean, come on now. It's not like he's not a big game pitcher. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying, why would you risk what you've seen in Torres for a guy who you don't know how he'd do in the AL East? All right, whatever. I'm sure he'd be great, but the Yankees don't need a Jacob DeGrom to win the World Series. They just don't. That's why I'd never do that trade, ever. Rye, thoughts? You said said Torres is The reason why... All right. Let him get his fucking point out. The reason why I wouldn't do the trade <laughs> was because would be because of the years of control of Torres versus the years of control versus Degrom. That's the only reason. Well, and they're both a, a, a Torres looks like he's going to be an elite player, and you have more control over him. So yeah, I think the oh. years of control is the main reason why I wouldn't make that trade. But why? But why would you want to make that trade anyway? Because. Because their the offense Yankees is superior with DeGrom. or without Glaber Torres. Their pitching rotation would be at a completely other level if they were to add Jacob DeGrom. I mean, did I say Jacob DeGrom the first time I meant Glaber Torres? But you don't need Jacob DeGrom to win a World Series right now. Right? They need Jacob no. DeGrom to win the World Series. No, they don't. I think you need to add another pitcher like you were saying. I, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't yeah, make that Yeah, let's go get trade. Cole Hamels. Great. Oh, no, oh, now you're down on the Hamels train? Yeah. If, my guy's Madison Baumgartner. If That's I can go get oh my God. You want to know something? And it's going to happen, guys. I'm going to write Madison Baumgartner a letter. I already did. He didn't answer. Just to fucking please just video Dear conference Madison. you just to talk. Maybe yeah. maybe you could he talk once a day. All right, you know what? It's all I hear about out of this kid's mouth. Because well, he's good, man. It says who? Says his, he has a ring. He has one or two rings. Go back out three. there. Go he back out there. Rings, Chris. Go back out there after all these injuries now and have a they consistent were, stretch. But they weren't. I don't arm care injuries. if they're fluke or anything. No, go back out there after being removed. They for weren't. So many it wasn't games. Tommy John. Show it wasn't me. You, torn show rotator. me. You're still great. All right, get out of here, Ryan. Right. I'm tired of you all arguing right. with your brother. <laughs> oh my god. Just leave. Show me. He's still great. Shut up. He left already. Be quiet now. We have to bring in Guardy for the Guardy report. Guardy doing a double dip this week. Got a couple interesting questions to ask him, so he said he would he would hop on uh, a second time this week. The Guardy Guardy just broke up a uh, a fight, I think. Did he? I think me and Ryan would have went at it just now. Yeah, we're lost. But <laughs> the Guardy report is brought to you by We're All Tied Up. Check out We're All Tied Up on Instagram for your custom reads. The uh, weather's getting better out there, so uh, have some outdoor decoration for your front door and show your neighbors. Your uh, team spirit because you can get a custom-made Yankee wreath or you can get a custom-made meth wreath and burn it in your driveway. <laughs> but the uh, Guardy Report brought uh, brought to you by World Way. God damn it. We're all tied up. I think you said meth wreath <laughs> and then to burn it in your driveway. <laughs> you want to burn meth in the driveway? <laughs> as long as it's blue. All right, Guardy. How you doing, buddy? Oh, hey, guys. 
God, he, you took the Brett Jet up from Baltimore, and now you got to take it back to uh, Detroit here. Yeah, man, Brett Jet's uh, sucking up on some gas lately. <laughs> you like all these rainouts, Guardy? That gives me a day off to read and enjoy the rain. You got a lot of knowledge to fit I in there. I thought you sleep when it rains. <laughs> I sleep read. You got a lot of knowledge to store up in that big dome of yours. Yeah, I could read like three books in two days. It's great. All right, Guardy, two quick questions from us this week because we know you got to uh, go to Detroit and get ready for a doubleheader tomorrow. Um, yesterday, forget what inning it was, uh, you slid into first, and God only knows why you this don't bring why you don't run through the bag, Guardy. But anyway, you slid into first, you were out, you begged for a replay, the replay showed you were out. Guardy, what the hell were you thinking there? Well, I mean, I was thinking I was safe. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, I went back into the dugout. They had the iPad waiting for me at the top step, and uh, I watched the tape, and, uh, yeah, I was out. I wasn't even close, really, and, uh, you know, it was an embarrassment, and uh, hopefully that's not my angiography. Guardy, you run hard, so why don't you run hard through the base? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to run as hard as I can, and then I dove out, and, uh, you know, I look safe, man. All right. And I was close, too. I saw it. It was close, but you should have ran through the bag, Guardy. Yeah, probably. Maybe next time. All right. Uh, Last question real quick. Uh, Yesterday, John Carlos Stan hit a home run into a bachelorette party. Uh, Did you notice the girls were out there, and did you try to turn a bachelorette party into a Guardy party later in the game? Yeah, I did notice them out there, but, uh, you know, they were out in Rodfield. Stanton took that oppo. Rodfield, that's, you know, that's Judge's area. The Guardy party's over there in left field, if you didn't know. And what a lot of people don't know, I know you guys have heard of a party bus. I got the Guardy bus. So I get all my fans, they come with me. They they come with me on the road. So you're the Brett Jet and the Guardy bus. Yeah, I got a bunch of different ways of uh of getting around. No wonder why the Yankees don't mind these travel mix ups because right. Guardy can get wherever he needs to go. Yeah, I got the Brett Jet pack. <laughs> That's an attachment to my Brett Jet. Is that in case the budget catches on fire, you just hop right. out and go. Yep. All right, that's cool. All right, Guardy, thanks for joining us. Uh, once you uh, you playing two tomorrow, or just one. Um, well, I know the night game is a righty pitch, and I, they didn't announce who's pitching game one yet. If it's a lefty, I'll be on the platoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Guardy. That was the Guardy report brought to you by We're Tied. Uh, we're all tied yeah, up. Yeah, get get the damn name right, Christian. Burn Matt. We're all Burn, tied up. We're all tied. I'll take up. it. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Burn meth, burn the Mets, whatever. Who cares? Burn a meth Same wreath. thing. Burn a meth wreath and a Mets wreath. Gar- uh, Ryan's back in the room. Are you gonna, yeah, I'm back. You, you All got- I left was Garner here. <laughs> Are you guys done fighting? We're done. It's All right, real quick, since we had some time on the pod, since there's no games to talk about, uh, we uh, wanted to field some Twitter questions from our followers here. And we got a couple of uh, we got a couple good ones we're, we're going to go out there and um, get to here. If I can find the friggin' tweet. Was this a... I want to give him a little shout-out here. At YankeesFan8989. Is that what brought up the retractable roof? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I love this guy. He said two words, retractable roof. You know, I say that. Bada-bang, great idea. That's four words. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to like it. Are you going to like it? Did like you it. find the tweets? Because I found I found them. Yes, I did. All right. So first up here, we got a tweet from our pal, the Skinelli, who, uh, or the Skinelli. I don't know what he wants to be referred to as. The or the? The, uh, 
The. The. The Scanelli. <laughs> the. Uh, it says 15 years ago, which I didn't realize is the 15th anniversary of Jeter being named the captain. Who do you think wow. the Yankees should name as their next captain? Uh, Torres. No. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I said this um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. It can't be anyone but Judge. Mm-hmm. Do you see? I was kind of adamant about naming Didi when he was hot. Do you back off that now that he's uh, kind of cooled down? Do you think you should? You shouldn't if you feel that strongly. No, I don't. I I'm not going to back down off of it. Yeah. I think he should be the next captain, of but because of the re- the lengths the Yankees have went to make this Aaron Judge's team, I don't see it anybody but look. Aaron if Jeter ha- if Jeter struggled the way Didi is, do you, would that make him any less of a, a great captain? At, mm, at the time, he's going through a rough patch. I mean, if you feel adamantly and enough about a player being a captain of a team, then him going through a rough patch should not make you back away from that. And 15 years ago was 2003. That was the, I don't, wasn't, was it before? No, since it, it's 15 years ago today. So it happened during the season. Jeter got hurt at the beginning of uh, 2003. So he missed time. So that didn't change uh, Steinbrenner's thoughts of making him the captain. He only, he, after that, they only won one more pennant in one more World Series. Pretty All right. crazy to so, think about. Well, our sponsor here, Brandon Rendini at BrandonRendiniFitness.com says, Since I'm the official sponsor of the show, you have to answer my question. He want, And even though it's not about the Yankees, he's saying we still have to answer it. He wants to know our thoughts on the controversial slides of uh, Rizzo and Odor in the last few weeks. Okay, I just have to answer it. Don't care. Haven't seen them. Nor will I. Well, that's useless. Well, I saw the Rizzo one. I can't really remember. That was at home plate, right? Yeah, I watched them both today when I saw the question come in. I didn't mind Rizzo's yeah, at me- first, but then he was way out of the baseline. If he would have stayed in the baseline and slid, I don't have a problem with it because I kind of hate what they're doing with no collisions at home plate. But he was so yeah. far out of the baseline that it was his intent to take out the catcher. That's why I don't like it. And number the two, good thing with Rizzo, though, from what I can remember, is that he didn't lead with his cleat up. Yeah. And he o- hit him with his shin. Odor, he went, you know. Yeah, he spiked him. He spiked him. And Odor's kind of a scumbag, even though uh, we kind of applaud him around here for punching Jose Batista in the face. But he's kind of, he's kind he's got that rep. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really like either one of them, just to answer that real quick. Yeah, especially that one, too. It was the last play of the game. Like, come on, man. Just lose the game. Then we got a, a question from our buddy here, Patrick. Patrick. He wants to know, uh, he wants to, us to explain player options. So I actually looked this up. Uh, and to give an abridged version of this, player options, every player, when they get to the big leagues, or, or excuse me, when they're placed on the 40-man roster, they get three options. Okay, when you're called up to the big leagues and you get sent back down, if you spend more than 20 days in the minor leagues, it uses up one of your options and an option is only a year. So if the Yankees can send Clint Frazier up and down as much as they want to, and it only counts as one option, which I didn't realize, I thought it was just like a a blanket number and whatever it was, but once you spend those 20 days, your option is burned. So it doesn't matter if you date. So within, so as long as he doesn't spend twenty consecutive days, twenty cumulative days, oh, twenty. Th- so then we're talking games, 
or days. days. It said days. Okay. So I don't understand what the difference would be. Is he is he not existing for one of those days when I said twenty consecutive days? What do you mean? You you corrected me from consecutive to cumulative. Because you know what the difference between consecutive and cumulative is? Do I have to explain that to you also? Yeah, please do. Cumulative is if three happen here and seven happen here in in July and then three more happen in, oh, in August. Oh, so that's only 13. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I apologize to you. <laughs> well, you'd really only be able to do that twice because you have to uh, – once you're sent down, I think you have to stay down ten for at least days, 10 days. 10 days unless there's an injury. So you can only so do it So it would once. be 20. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. So I thought what you were saying is as long as he doesn't spend 20 straight – days in the minor leagues you can call him up and down like they could let him go 19 straight days in the minors call him back up again and it resets it it doesn't okay now Now, i got you now would that extend to the next year like would they start over fresh with three options again or is it they use their let's say until you're at five years service time let's say frazier gets sent down he he already used up an option day this an option this year i believe so let's say Next, he gets called. He starts the beginning of this year. He only spends 10 days down in the minor leagues, gets called back up. No option is used. So that carries over to the next year. So you get three option years. And then it's either you're you're subject to waivers if you use up those three years or you reach five years of service time. That's actually really good to know because it's something that you kind of just talk about. And you don't really understand. And you're like, yeah, he's definitely got options. Yeah. We're like, what the fuck's an option? So that's how that works, and it's and Patrick wanted to know if it's the same for all players. It, <coughs> it is all, the same for all players. Once you get added to the forty man roster, if if you're under five years of service time, you have three options, and the option goes away once you get sent down, and you get spend more than twenty cumulative days in the minor leagues, which. I didn't know, and which I also didn't understand how many options there were because we've seen guys get called up and down like nine times in one season. Right. So that doesn't make a difference because once the option is used, it's used for the year. Got it. I want to answer one more. It just came through. What is it? From at underscore Sonny. Uh, he wants to know if we expect to see Sheffield called up for a spot start with all these double headers coming up. I uh, just want to touch on that because we kind of talked about – uh, expecting Sheffield up at some point this year. You said you don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I'm not anticipating I think it's it. gonna, but Sheffield's not a guy. To answer your question, Sonny, Sheffield isn't a guy you call up for a spot start. No. You call Sheffield up, you're giving him X amount of, you know, starts to prove that he's ready and you made the right decision, or X amount of starts to, uh, show you that maybe you called him up prematurely and you send him back down. Because when it was before all the rainouts, it was announced the Yankees were going to call up somebody to make a start in the doubleheader, and people were speculating Adam Sheffield. It's it wasn't that type of situation. It was just an extra body that the Yankees wanted up here to throw a few innings. In you know, it. so in, Sheffield would not be that type of guy. In that, in the same breath, though, I wouldn't mind at this point now. Because we've kind of we've kind of hit the end of the road on Chance Adams right now, on our thoughts of him. I actually wouldn't mind Chance Adams being a spot starter on one of those games just to see. You know, I I never know? really realized what Chance Adams looks like, but I was watching Pat to the Pinstripes the other day. You're almost in my mind. You're almost like hesitant to trade this guy because he's got the look of like a star. 
he looks like a guy that you could see like on a Wheaties box or something and, and, and that he would own the spotlight. That's just the way I took it, just based on his outward appearance. And his last start wasn't so bad. What did he give up? One or no runs over five and two-thirds innings, so... He had like ten strikeouts too. Yeah, you want to you wanted to answer one more. I want to answer one more real quick because it's something that I've been tweeting about and I want to get it on the show here. It's from Nat Candelaria twenty four. Uh, she wants to know will these double headers affect the Yankees' chances of winning the division? And I, honestly, I actually wanted to answer that one. Too. I honestly think it can, and it probably it might. I mean, now what is this? Four double headers now? <coughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, and it's what not- do we always say? Rule of thumb. Is you split double headers, so you're you're basically putting four losses in the bank right there. Yeah, it's not it's not you know a good situation to be in. I think that a good team, as good of a team as the Yankees are, they won't let it affect them. I really don't. But when you want to look at it on paper and say could this affect them? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it. It really will. I think the Yankees are too good to let anything overcome what what they're gonna uh, what they're gonna do this year. I just think it's really it's just gonna be really tough on them. You know, they kind of lucked out that this game was rained out when it with did with a doubleheader because... tomorrow. Because now they, and they also don't have to call anybody up. They can just use Domingo Herman, which they will. In he's the night game. Yeah, I think he said. I think Boone said Severino is going to start the day game, mm-hmm. and Clint Frazier, since we brought his name up, he's going to be the 26th man tomorrow, so he's going to be with the team tomorrow. Now, does that that doesn't count as an option, I, does it? I don't. To be honest with you, after the way I just explained it, I don't think it really <laughs> it matters. I bet that doesn't count, and I don't think it does either. Too, I think uh, double header 26 mans are ex- are exempt from the count or or whatever. I don't. Yeah, who cares? Probably. It doesn't matter. All right, so quick look ahead here as we wrap up episode 49. Uh, like I said, we're going to do Yankee number trivia, whatever you want to call it. Episode 49. Give me a number 49 with the Yankees. Gidry. Thir- 18 strikeout game anniversary. Yeah, yeah I think June Bobblehead. 17th. Bobblehead. You going? Yep. Are you really? Yeah. Why does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me one bit. All right, so I'm going to shut your mouth. You plan your life around... Yankee collectible giveaway. Actually, I'm not going to CC or Guardy Bobblehead night. So you're not going to Guardy yeah, Bobblehead. Yeah. Actually, I have a Guardy. Guy bob- comes on our show every week. I already have a Guardy Bobblehead from uh, when I signed How up. How big's the head? Yeah, that would be great. You, you want to know what's something funny? All the other Yankee bobbleheads that are made, they're all standing up, except for Guardy's is sliding to second base because they it can't stand up with the weight of the head. <laughs> so they had to put him where he's 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 like in that position there. All right, quick look ahead here. Um, got the doubleheader tomorrow, two in Detroit, and then no worries of a rain out as they go to Toronto for two. Not true. Is their roof broken? <laughs> it was once. Yeah, that was not Toronto, right? At it least. was technically it was an icicle that broke the roof, but they did have a cancellation due to due to the weather this mm, year. So you're not escaping anything. No. <laughs> no. All right, it's, it's probably less than a one percent chance that the Yankees will get a postponement in Toronto. Yes. So we figured Unless those... their plane breaks oh, down wow. again and they can't take them off. Well, you know what? Guardy's got to stop being so damn selfish and let the players hop on the bread jet. He said it's too small. Yeah. Well, take them two at a time, man. Obviously, the yeah. thing's fast enough to go from Jersey to Baltimore and back in 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> All right, so what is your quick prediction of, of those four games? What do you expect the Yanks to do? I don't know. I mean... Hmm. 
I think I I really believe they beat Detroit in those two games. I don't see them losing to Detroit in either of those. I think Sevy's going to demoralize them, and then I think Herman's going to do just enough to get the win. Has Detroit been playing a little bit better lately? Yeah, or they're actually aren't they actually in second place? Yeah, but they're still under five hundred. I think now they're seven and three. Their last ten, so we're catching them at a great time. What's the record? Twenty-eight and thirty-one. Yes. Uh, game one, you got Severino versus twenty nine and thirty one. They won versus today. some jabroni named Verhagen. He's zero one with a six point three zero ERA. The Tigers are actually only three under five hundred, so they're not playing terribly. And then I think they're uh, only two under now. They won today. No, did they? Yeah. Oh, this is this should be updated. I mean, uh, maybe this was updated too. Uh, then the nightcap, you got Herman versus Mike Fires. Fires is pitching to a four four five. Oh, ERA. Fires! Fires shuts us down, doesn't he? Yeah, Yankees, Yankees can't hit him. So you just you want to win. You got to win the Severino start, and then it's gravy. But I want to say I want to say that yes, Fires usually does shut down the Yankees. But didn't he pitch that one game that they beat Detroit? He may have. I think he did. They actually just called up Verhagen. He was down on the minors. They called him up for uh, game one. That start, yeah. So you want to win? You have to win the Sevy game, and then if you win the Herman game, it's a bonus. Yes. And then quick to to Toronto Tuesday night, uh, CC who I don't want to say he's been bad, but he hasn't been good lately. And uh, Marco Estrada who's pitching to a five six eighty array, uh, CC on the turf, guys. It'll be a bloodbath that night. You think Tyler Austin plays in that one? Maybe doesn't he have four home runs what against Estrada this year? Why? Who's going to have a bloodbath? I think it's going to be like a like a big battle back and forth. Well, like, like an 8-7 game? Like a 10-8 game, 8-6 game, but back and forth. Here goes Chris making those damn predictions again. You want me to get up my phone right now? And do what? I made this prediction the day before. Okay? All right, anyway, the last game in Toronto here. Boom. Oh, wow. What does that say? Uh, Yankees beat the Orioles 8-5, and you signed it. You signed it. Signed it at the paper. bottom. Thanks, because that's could be forged at any you moment. I wrote that like yeah, 10 like twenty minutes ago, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then Wednesday night in Toronto, we got we got Sonny Gray going against some guy who I'm probably lost. Gonna, who I'm probably going to butcher his name, Gaviglio. Uh, I never heard that of him. Good. Uh, two and one with a three three two ERA. So is he a lefty? No, he's a righty. So. I think they split in Toronto. I think they take two against Detroit. Probably, I'm I'm anticipating them two and two. To be honest with you. Okay, I say three and, and one. And then Friday night we start with the Mets, but we'll get into that because we'll be uh, Yanks have an off day we'll Thursday, record, so yeah. we'll we'll uh, we will record Thursday. So I should put a nice little bow on episode forty nine, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan's eating his phone. He's hungry. I'm hungry. I'm always hungry. Next podcast, you know what number it is? Fitty. 50. We're going to get Fitty on the show? We That's might. my son's favorite rapper. Yeah? yeah? That's good. I hope you only play the first <laughs> album. I play uh, I play in the club on his birthday. Yeah. You know? He likes that? Go shorty. Yeah. It's his favorite song. That's good. I play explicit. The explicit version? <laughs> yeah. All right, so Jackson is into having doing drugs and having sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know where we fucking be. <laughs> and he bops his head. That's great. That's nice. I'm sure great. the preschool teacher loves that. Well, I'm too. 
I'm two for two with Dyfus this week. I think last week I talked about smacking my kid. <laughs> oh, God. Jack's barely saying mama and dada, and he's going to go, in the fucking club. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to episode 49 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. It's that guy, Rye. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Is your is time it? to say goodbye, brother. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Patrick. Nice question today. What's that? Ryan tries. You know what it is? <laughs> Ryan gets ripped by people and he just tries to, like. I get ripped by you two. So <laughs> I. Patrick ripped solace. Patrick was talking about how he doesn't know how to use Twitter. Oh, so yeah, now, Patrick. Right. What's up with that, dude? Oh, <laughs> uh, did you hear Patrick's be- – before we go, real quick, because I brought this up. Like, what a nightmare it's going to be if one of those games in the United Kingdom get rained out next year. And Patrick came on and said that that will never happen. <laughs> it's impossible because it doesn't rain in the UK in June and July. Really? Yeah. He said, "If it does rain, it's not hard enough that it will cause a cancellation." You gotta, trust you gotta him, have man. Patrick on the pod next year for that game. Let me tell you something, <laughs> Patrick. Mark it in your calendar. You are coming on the pod that that for that game, for that series. He said he wants to do some reporting for us. That would be great. That'd be awesome. I would love to get an, uh, a perspective from the fans over there for that series. Yeah, that, that would be, be awesome. awesome. Let's we've got a lot of time to go in between there. So if you keep pissing off stack guy rye you're, you're gonna get cut off all right and and at the and knees me, and pissing off me too he what? makes fun of me when he calls in the voicemails we're gonna set that up soon we're gonna do a voicemail episode soon yeah because i want him to bury you again and on he the pisses voice. you off too remember what with the star wars wrestling stuff. do you want to know what pisses me Let off me the most about patrick him? Is, patrick's making his making his rounds here do you want to know what pisses me most off about him when he bashes me for liking wrestling he only uses wrestling gifs or gifs or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Huh. Of the rock with doing the people's eyebrow or like of like some nondescript wrestler that only <laughs> I would know, but he's using gifs of them? Come on now. He's a he's a closet wrestling fan. Absolutely. He's a closet wrestling fan. Thanks, Patrick, you jerk off now. We're all angry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he's basically part yeah, of the Yeah, we're team, just man. kidding, man. Now, some of the other fans are going to be like, wow, if I rip them, they'll call me a jerk off on the show, too. <laughs> wait, wait for it. How many of those do you think we'll get this week? We, everyone rips us every week. You're, you're, you're trying, you're, I'm surprised you're, uh, you're still alive at how heated you get sometimes. No, I'm good this week. You have been better. I'm trying. I can tell. I appreciate the effort. Thanks, buddy. No I appreciate problem. you. I appreciate you appreciating my effort. Mm, no problem. All right, stack guy, right? Got anything to say? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, thanks. Go for... Yanks! All right. <laughs> can I end the show now? Yeah, please. Yeah, you can end it. I give you permission. <laughs> I got stack guy, Rye's permission to take it home. Thank you for listening to episode 49 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast, Chris. I- Say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>